Welcome to episode 268 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, welcome along to episode 268 of I Am Talk with John, Coach John Newsom, I should say. I was just going to say John. Yes, no. Oh, don't, don't do that. Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Pretty good, and you? Um, I'm very good too. That's the story. Why are you very good? Because I've been swimming already this morning. Yeah, but you washed out a little bit, didn't you? I did. Suddenly storm coming through, so I decided not to bike to swimming at 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm. So why are you so late then? Uh, we haven't had a little breakfast, oh, check, check on how the family are. Because <laughs> you said I'll be here by 7.30 and you're still 10 minutes late. Yeah, I know. up. Yeah. Here I am just sitting waiting. Waiting. And the ironic place. thing is, John always gets frustrated by people who are late. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Hypocrite. <laughs> it is. Uh, okay, then I'm talking proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com uh, well, well, I can't wait to see how Albert did this weekend. Yes, we've got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. It? Uh, extreme Assuming endurance. Assuming he did it, he always does that, doesn't he? It, he does. Yeah. Extreme endurance. Yeah, we need you to help us this week on extreme endurance. And Athlinks.com. And we've got some new innovations for you coming up this week with Athlinks.com. Okay, on this week's show, we've got uh, some news. We've got an age group of the week. I might quickly chuck in a high five because we might. This is a real traditional old school okay, show. Okay, we'll see how we go. Because we've got we've got a real quick high five yeah. email overnight. Uh, website of the week, uh, Coach's Corner. Bevan's in the house. I'm in the house. I told John, we got a question from someone about weights training. I thought, well, I'd probably pull my finger out and, and do some, you know, create a coach's corner based on this stuff. So last week I told John, I'll do a coach's corner. And, and, I, and I planned to actually put a lot of time into it and create a really good content. And then I, about two minutes before John came up, I pulled up the show notes and I was just going through all doing my P's and coach's corner, Bevan. And I was like, oh no. So she could be an interesting one right good or bad not okay. sure you can judge it based on my two minutes of thinking uh, and then some questions and answers at the end ok so first of all we've got some results coming up from last weekend in the news we have Ironman Coeur Lane, John what happened Ford at Ironman Ford Ironman Coeur Oh Ford that's right we're giving the sponsors some love Ford Ironman Coeur Lane. what happened Jobbo well Mark Twelsick um, smashed the bike course record over there apparently um, by quite some margin road 429 09, which gave him a fairly healthy um, sort of about nine minute lead yeah. over Craig Alexander. So I think Craig Alexander was a bit of a late entry in there. Well, uh, he, need, he needs to get the, the tick the box, didn't he? He does. So mm. I, I listened to an interview with Chrissy Wellington the other day. Um, I think it was on competitor radio. And the one thing that I wasn't quite sure is how it works with defending champions. I didn't read all the fine print. But yeah. what she was saying, if, you're, if you've won the race Kona within the last five years, all you got to do is tick the box. You just got to oh, go and do. Okay. Do an Iron Man. You don't have to worry about the points or anything like that. Okay. You just got to go tick the Which box. Which is good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally. You should get some kind of recognition. So Craig Alexander went and ticked the box. So we had a debate a little while ago about whether he was just going to tick the box at Ironman Australia and just do the distance. He normally doesn't do two Ironmans in a year. Um, but he, he looks like he put in a pretty pretty solid effort. Uh, swim 50 minutes. He didn't do Ironman He pulled out. He pulled out. Bike 438. So as we said, he lost... Um, about nine minutes to 12.6 there, and then he ran 2.46. So, not running PB sort of times for him. You know, he on a course. But not slacking like either. Not slacking, you know. Although I think Mark Twistick made him have to work. You know, oh, yeah. he had nine minutes on him. He didn't catch him for for a little while on the uh, the run. So ran 2.46 for a time of 8.19.48. Pretty impressive. And uh, Mark Twistick was second. 
50 Tom swim, Evans. 429, 301 for the run for an 824, and Tom Evans still keeping wow, his hand in the game. So a, we had a 38-year-old winner, 31-year-old second, and a 43-year-old third. And they were miles ahead of anyone else. In fourth place, we had Brian Hadley, and Brian Hadley came in at 902. So a 40 minutes between first and fourth. Mm. And um, so what we, one of the reasons for this is I'm in Cord Lane. Just click on the old notes there, Bevan. The old notes, yep. Uh, is... Uh, only a 1,000 point race so that's the lowest tier of uh, points scoring and it's also only $25,000 US prize money so Crow is clearly only going there to to tick the box you know for him it's not going to be a particularly good payday he can earn more doing just many of the 70.3s so do you, think, do you think someone like, like you know, let's say I'm an events coordinator and although I'm in own Cordland don't they mm-hmm. WGC but let's say I'm an events coordinator and I know Alexander doesn't really care necessarily which race he has to race to get the tick the box. Mm. Do you think you pay him someone like appearance fees? Oh, probably. I'm, you know, because you sure. might say to him, you know what, you could turn up into Germany, but it's got to be a really hard race. Yeah. You know, and we know Alexander likes to kind of save himself for the big race. Yeah. So, you know, you, you could probably go to someone, one of the winners of the last five years and say, okay, well, why don't you come to this race? It's probably an easier day for out there for you. You'll get a win. You know, it's good for my race, you know, mm. to have Craig Alexander turn up. I still think for those American races, they're going to sell out regardless. And if, if I was an events organiser just because I've got my passion for pros, you said I want to pay more money, but I completely understand their point. They've got a race that sells out, boom. Albert Boyce. Albert Boyce. 40th place. Second in his age group. 9.45. 9.45. He won't be thrilled with that run time. No. At all. 23.27. Yeah. yeah. Albert's been 9.15 in Kona. Yeah. So... He's still a second in his age group, though. Can't complain about that. No, and I think it was 915. It was a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry Albert. It's, uh, 2005. 2005, there we go. So that was, um, yeah, so that's the reason why obviously... I was not loving me right now. Didn't, didn't get uh, an amazing men's profile. But hey, look, we've, we've talked about it before. I, th- I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. You've got Now you've got some te- different tiers of races. You've got, this is what you call third tier Ironman race. Um, for development athletes, great. Yep. You've got your second tier ones, you've got more points, more money. And then I suppose the thing that sucks tier. is for a development athlete, they turn up to this race and Craig Alexander turns up. Mm, that's true. You know, and you know, fifth place, what you get, $200? Probably. You know, so yeah. I get girls out of things, Julie Dibbins, you know, so <laughs> you know, I can't complain about. No, who yeah. rocked up? Yeah. Uh, so Julie Dibbins just. Uh, Nine, like, 916, she took out Cat Snow, wasn't it? Cat and Snow came home in a 3.03 marathon, always a demon on the run. Wow. But Julie Dibbins, um, again, I, I, I would wonder if she smashed herself in the race. She finished 8th overall, rode, uh, swam 52, rode 4.52 and ran 3.27. Um, so the key for her is going to be whether she can she can up that run a bit more in Kona. If she can, she, you know, she could be a... A more serious threat than what she already is, um, but Caitlin Snow, you know, she's no slug either. So yeah, even though despite having poor money and poor um, points, they still the top couple in both the men's and women's field were, were pretty impressive. I can't find number three, John. Number three, which probably scrolled down quite a long way, I would say. Oh, really? Was it miles off? It was quite um, quite thin pickings on the girls' side of things. Um, the old Ironman site does it's going a bit slow for us. Okay, so nine fifty six came in in. Um, Haley Cooper Scott. Right. Got nice. to give number three some love. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else have we had, John? Iron Man France. Iron Man France. Okay, so where was this one? Um, you keep talking. Iron Man France. Freddie Van Leer's having a great year, John. He is. Uh, so he won 
Abu Dhabi early in the year, and that was against quality. Field. Yeah, and it was a bit of a shock to be honest. Yeah, he. I think when we talked about it at the time, he was a little bit shocked himself. Mm-hmm. Um, when he came down to France, he had to um, came up against Marcel Zamora Perez. He's won pretty much the last four years, four or five times yeah. in a row. So a bit of a bit of a Cameron Brown of France. Yeah. Um, but Freddie Van Laird pretty much had it his own way, and and very much dominated the race from start to finish, and came home in eight twenty eight for about a. Uh, nine minute victory over Francois Chabot and Perez was third in 8.40 and then good old Paul Amy the Kiwi who's racing for Great Britain was in fourth oh, I didn't realise Paul Amy was a Kiwi oh jeez yeah, yeah oh really he's a part of the Brat Pack oh really you were part of the Brat Pack were you no, I was not I was, it was you're well a wannabe Brat Pack it was well for my time it was oh. Paul Amy um, Jamie Hunt Cameron Brown and one or two others and they were uh, so the, the Kiwi hit squad ok so, then in the girls side of things we had uh, Sylvia Felt so we felt took it out in 9.34, 10-minute victory over Martina Dugana and Kim Lofter in third in 9.53. Sounds like it was a bit of a domination of Dojo from both female and male winners. They pretty much led from start to finish. And, uh, and in terms of the, uh, France, deal there, double the points that you had in... Um, in uh, Coeur d'Alene, uh, d'Alene yep. and $75,000 prize money which is at the, right at the top end of what you can get um, it's you know you have got the races that get a bit more you got the European champs the North American champs um, but 75 grand is about as good as it about as good as it gets for an Ironman so l- somewhat surprising that they didn't get um, some more guys racing there yeah, awesome course down there. I mean, I'd, if there was an Ironman I'd want to go and do, France would be um, would be would be up there. Really, really? nice, nice hilly course and uh, just good place to race. Okay, John, I'm just trying to find results for New Forest Man. Oh yes, there we go. Which one am I going for? Um, um, New Forest Man Triathlon. That one there. We might cool. need to do our P's here. Just pause, have a pause. Okay, I'm having a pause, John, because I didn't really do my P's. I was too busy doing my coach's corner. Okay. Here we go. Uh, we have Ironman Austria coming up this weekend, and uh, we've got. The profile in front of us right now, John, and it's quite a big profile. It is good to see. Massive, sixty-three. Marina van Honecker is the multiple champion there. Last year, he set uh, I think the fourth fastest time in history of Iron Distance Racing, and basically did it as a solo effort. We've often, yeah, that was an amazing race, wasn't it? And that's why we've talked about you know what is it going to take to break <clears throat> the record? We've always talked about a bit of a team approach. You know, that's how they did it the first time round to go so quick. Was you had three or four guys. Hammering off the front, you had Jurgen Zag, you had Hal Regal, and you had uh, Luke Van Leer, and they drilled it, and then Van Leer sort of oh, ran, just, ran just away. Just as a side it. note, Luke Van Leer coaches Freddie Van Leer. Mm, saw that. Are they not brothers? No, they're not. Not no, related at all. Not related. Just a good last name. Exactly. But Marino Van Honak, a good last name there as well. Um, he just solo TT'd it and uh, and drilled it, and you'd have to expect him to do the same again. I mean, Michael Weiss is a good athlete. He won the inaugural. I mean. Utah or Texas or whatever, no, Utah yeah. last year. Um, Steve Bayless there is there as well. Tom Lowe had a great race. And Do you think the reason this Arizona? is quite a good field, what was the points for this field? Can uh, you remember? I don't know. I've, got, I've, I've done my piece. All, all that is on, a, on our show notes. Yeah. So... Oh, it's, it's 2,000 and 75,000. 2,000 So again, yeah, pretty reasonable prize money and uh, and reasonable points. But Marino, it's Marino's race. He does it every year. Well, you've got 33 males and then you've got to be another... 18 females racing so it's good you and know, compared to other races out there it's a pretty decent sized field we're looking forward to seeing if uh, number 22 and number 23 Toby Radcliffe and Paul Westwood at 39 years of age Paul Westwood's wondering whether he can go sub 9 hours oh, he's, he's still on the elusive mission oh I think this could be the race I think it could be it's yeah. a fast course yeah. so uh, do you think that's yeah. one of the reasons we have got so many pros entered in this race 
It's fast day at the office. It's just coming to that time of the year. I think as we see all these European races popping up, I think we're going to see quite a few of them. You know, we've got Ironman Switzerland coming up. We've got Ironman Germany. So I think we'll probably see fairly decent-sized fields. So how many guys? We've got 30, 33, 33 guys. You said to me before. Yeah, it was. You said yeah. there's 60, uh, 63 in total. Yeah. So on the girls' side of things, um, the first seed... Which is isn't actually true. Because while they've gone 33 then to 50, uh, they skipped out another you know, 17. That's how you make it a little bigger. Okay, good, nice. good, good planning on the girls. What's happening? Eva Dollinger is, looks like she's first seat. Erica Chomor, um, I always, uh, is, I don't know if we pronounce her soon. Yeah, Chomor, Cosmore, whatever. She's second seat. She hasn't done much for a couple of no, years. No, she now. was really strong a few years ago. And you wouldn't but, write her off, would you? But she hasn't really kind of delivered in the way she has in the past. So she's 38 now. She's been around a long time. Um, so we'll wait and see what she does. You've also got Edith Negerfinger, uh, Helene Bedevart, who we interviewed a while ago, and she was, uh, I think, 10th in Kona. So pretty good pretty good girls. Fernanda Keller's there as well. <laughs> One to watch, I think, is uh, number 63, Mary Beth Ellis from the States. She's a former short course girl. Not Nothing incredible on the short course side of things but pretty good and I see she's now racing with Team TBB so I wouldn't be surprised to see her on the podium Well, uh, Ironman Korea is coming up John and one thing that we got overnight from Jay Waters splendid spinner Mm -hmm. Cam Brown's racing Really? Well that's what he's saying Wouldn't surprise me, he's got to race somewhere He's got to race somewhere John That wouldn't surprise me I did go onto their um, website It's a low point, oh no, good points race, low prize money Yes Or standard points race that's uh, middle 2000, of the range. 2000 is middle, second, second tier. Yeah. Um, so if you've got four tiers, Kona's a top tier. Um, you've got your championship races, you know, European, blah, blah, blah. That's sort of, uh, I think, maybe 3,000 points races. This is 2,000. I'm in New Zealand, say 1,000. So, yes, interesting to see uh, if Cam Brown is racing. Would mm-hmm. not surprise me because he needs some points because he's done Taupo. He's got 1,000 points. He won that. That is not going to be enough to get him even remotely close to qualifying. So, but what about halves? Points. Surely doing halves is an easier route. He hasn't route. done any. I know, but... And he's not that quick over halves. He's good. Yeah, but surely he'd be good enough to get the Kona based on halves. I think you have to do quite a few, to be honest. So um, you reckon it's yeah. easy just to pop out a couple of men? Yeah, yeah. If he, I mean, he'll go over there, he'll, he'll win. win this, and then if he, that'll give him 3,000 points. And I'd, yeah, I would say that would be enough. Whereas at 70.3, if to get another 2,000 points from 70.3s, he'd have to probably do three or four. Yep. to get that amount I think most yeah but I suppose what's harder on the body well if he cruises on man I don't think it'd be too hard on him if he, if he just has to doddle around and just do it as a training day well, uh, Jay, Jay, Jay Waters splendid spinner he's saying the course can't say much about this year's courses they haven't been on it or in it but from maps and profiles he's saying they've moved the swim from T1 to T2 because there's obviously some risk to weather mm-hmm. where T1 was uh, and there's been some rough weather over the last few days in Korea there's no doubt that whoa Korea Whatever that that Korea is going to be ready to host Ironman Korea this weekend. Mm. So, so it's been a ch- ch- it's a long-standing race over there that's been around for a long time. So it should be uh, they always do a pretty good job. Pretty small um, pro field on the girls' side of things. Uh, you got Jocelyn Wong and uh, Hilary Biscay. Um, basically, got f- five girls. And on the guys side of things, you've got two, four, six, seven guys, plus possibly Brownie, so possibly eight. Um, Jan Rahula, I mean, he's in there. He's been an uh, Olympic um, medalist in 2000, and he's had some good iron distance races, um, but he had a he was a guy who had the horrific um, bike crash where I think he sort of basically sat on a seat post. seat came off, and he sort of sat oh, on the seat post. Oh, no, John! And it was, Don't even say that. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, really? When did yeah. this happen? I can't remember where, but it was a while ago, and it was pretty bad. So he's had some great Ironman races. So wait a second. 
Oh, I, I, I don't know the details, just, but that's that's about as much as I know. I'm don't cringing know how it thinking happened. about it. Yeah. So the seat fell off. He didn't yeah. realise it fell off. I, I don't know how it happened, but that's basically. He sat back down. Mm. What if he sat back down aggressively? Mm, I don't know. Maybe he was taking, you but, know, taking, climbing off, went really hard. Sat back down. Oh no! Yeah, it wasn't pretty anyway. And uh, no, you got Bev, Bev McKinnon be in there. It was Bev, Bev McKinnon. Monica? One one challenge. Monica thought so. No, uh, did he win it? No, he didn't. Jamie White won it. Yeah. Ben McKinnon was second or third. Yeah, they were, they were close because I remember yeah. commentating. I talked about him because he had the same name. And he had... Uh, He's a good friend of the show, Bevan. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but I can't remember if he got second or third. I think maybe third. Anyway, he had a good race. Got Justin Granger in there. And uh, yeah, so we'll just wait and see. I was going to say out. second because I don't really know. But I'm just going to give they, him the better, they better result. They back and forth several but times. Wasn't that the winner? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. You were on bloody commentating. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in Korea coming up. Also got the Extreme Milana in Sabato in Poland, fairly small iron distance race, and a race we know who's going to take out the big man race in Prague, the Czech Republic. The big man is going to take out the big race. Oh, sure. Is it called the big man race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he'd have to be doing it. I think that's why we gave him the name because we changed. No, because we, we felt guilty about the glove man. Yeah. Because people started giving us a hard time because we were a bit too hard on him. Yeah. And when we met him, he was actually a lovely man. Yeah. Yeah, he was a very, very nice man. I'm, okay, always, John. I'm always thankful for him. I got an extra thousand bucks out of the race. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Took you ten years. I did. <laughs> that was under the old organisers. That's right. Tell me to want rocks. Um, Alistair Brownlee just keeps on kicking butt, John. John's hey, ITU update. John's ITU update. So, he won the European Champs. After I'm not sure if he got a puncher. He had technical difficulties. Two minutes, two minutes back puncher. It sounds. Puncher. I've seen different reports. One, one report says back. one report says two minutes. One says one. But regardless, if he lost a minute, and then he would have basically dragged. He dragged the the other bunch back up to the front, and then oh, ran really? away with it. So he is just uh, killing everybody. Well, first of all, go on to uh, try something for this article. I'll put a link to it on our show notes. Dub dub dub. I am talk dot me. And check out the photo because this is a photo that shows it's good to be a winner, isn't it? Because you look at him, yeah. he's got the big smile on his face, and his brothers uh, trying to smile, Half smile, and the other guys just look. I'm not happy. Yeah, you know? I'm just not happy. Mm. So that's very good. The other thing is, I was watching on YouTube um, for my running group. It's my weekly newsletter. I always just put like an inspirational clip on, and they're showing this um, wicked, wicked um, thing on YouTube where I might put it on our, our website as well this week where this guy was doing the 400s and the 1984 Olympic Games mm-hmm. in the 400 metre semi-finals and a guy pulled up with a hamstring mm-hmm. and must have lost about two seconds mm-hmm. and then thought bugger I'm going to keep going and mm-hmm. still ended up he didn't win the race but it still got through mm-hmm. to the finals nice it's pretty impressive in a 400 metre it is if you pull up it's yeah, game yeah. over yeah. and he, he look he didn't completely stop but he slowed down quite a lot and he's like ah and then kept on tracking. I think the 400 metre race has got to be one of the hardest races there is in the world. Yeah, I reckon too. Because it's, it's just, just a too, long, too long, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit too long and you've got to sprint the whole way. Because the lack build up is oh, just... Yeah. You just see people falling apart in their last 100 metres. Yeah. It's great. It's good to be... Oh. Pause. pause. Why are we pausing? We're pausing. Why? Just pause. Oh man, you just, you're like a boss to me. <laughs> Here we go, pause. That's not very really exciting. No. Just say pause. Okay, pause. Do it. Sponsor. Okay, so we've got Athlinks.com up, John, and we've got some new innovations coming through from Athlinks.com. Tell me about it, John. Right, so basically what you do is if you're looking for a business or a club or anything in your area, they've now added some functionality so you can search by 
sort of region. Now, obviously, it's going to be stronger in some areas than not. So the deal is you basically click on the Expo button up the top, um, and then you can basically choose your country, choose your state or your region, and uh, away you go. And so for what we've done, um, we've picked United States, picked California, and uh, it's brought there up the business. There's 161 groups. Yeah. So in, in American areas, obviously, this is going to be stronger. So we, you can either search for businesses by the Expo search, but what we've then gone and clicked on is the club search. Oh, so it's 161 clubs. Yeah, so then it's gone through here, and you've got basically all the tra- clubs in your in your area. You, you can um, put your zip code in there and, and narrow it down even further, um, but this is basically listed all the clubs that are listed on athlinks.com. Oh, you can put your zip code, and then you can say within regions. So you can go, okay, well... In California, with zip code, and you put a zip code in there, and you go within five 902, miles. See if you can do 902190210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210210
Well, uh, how about a Will Newbury? He's saying the new forest in uh, the UK. Crap roads, windy rain, horses and cattle grids everywhere. But average 21 miles there and it's worth two or three hours uh, quicker, or two or three hours a mile quicker on the roads in Austria and Germany when you race. Also, the running is simply sublime, sublime. Uh, forest trails galore, just you and Mother Nature. This is a classic one here. Oh, really? Liam McLaughlin. Christchurch, where else can you ride the same road twice and have different amounts of climbing? Nice, nice. gold. All events going on here. Ned Phillips, Singapore. Uh, triathlon is big in that Asian, re- Asian region, I should say. Uh, short, small, flat and hot, but a great try scene here with many 50 metre pools, good trail running, races every weekend and while there's plenty of traffic, the cycle culture is growing rapidly and one of our guys just won your marathon yeah, he did, the, the Singapore guy. Won oh, a Christchurch Marathon. Oh, okay. Ying Ren Mok, a Singapore kid, won a Christchurch Marathon. So, mm. well done, mate. Christine McKinley. Well, well, boys, I've been working in Invercargill for a few weeks. This <laughs> is up there with Ash Vegas. <laughs> would say in summer, this yeah. would be a fair place to train. Excellent 50 metre pool with Master Squad, not that busy. Nice trails close to the. Um, close by to run lots of epic ride options on quiet scenic roads only negative Invercargill is flat so you need to go to Bluff or Inland for good hills like all NZ it is windy so even flat rides offer resistance quite a lot of races plus events in Southland plus over summer too and living costs are cheaper than some other places plus I have not felt a shake since I got here well, there you go Invercargill yes not, get, not my, yeah, on my no. hit list. Well, they, they do have that. I've already been to Chicago when I was a real kid, so they may still not have this. But they have that that slide that goes into the sea. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. the beach. Well, right. It's a real long slide. But it's always too short. You've got to wait for the tide to be right. Yeah. But I did think that was quite cool. Uh, hotels going Lake Annecy, uh, cleanest lake, marked swim routes. Oh, that's pretty cool on a lake. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's very, you're going there, aren't you? Well, that's where you're going. Tough yeah. climbs and huge variety of runs. Forget Boulder. France has massives. Yeah, Howtel's actually been uh, giving me some advice on Annecy. Looking forward to that. Um, Clyde Razanowski, wherever the Brownleys runs, s- trains seems to work for them. Mm, good old uh, who I've got here. I'm going to go Rick Laird. Uh, San Diego, California. The weather is stunning almost year round now. Middle East, that is appealing. What's oh, I wasn't listening. San Diego, California. Right, yeah. Where the weather is stunning all year round. The triathlon community is amazing. The Tri Club of San Diego puts on triathlons and equathons May through October for free, with usually around uh, around 200 people participating. Uh, bike to coast uh, or head to the hills. There is a terrain to meet whatever needs your training schedule requires. There is also someone to train with at every level you are at. Nick knows Rose, uh, just back from Cyprus, getting married, but still. Oh, back it up! Congratulations. <laughs> but still managed Woo-hoo! to check the uh, awesome training facilities. Papos has a 50 meter open air pool, but it's an island and has superb swimming in the warm seas. There are excellent running trails along the coast and into the hills. There is an athletic stadium stadium just outside the town and a very friendly running club. Cycling is taken care with marked out mountain bike trails. An excellent opportunity to get on the road bike and into the hills more tri clubs that you can more tri clubs and you can shake a stick at and a wonderful climate for warm weather training cyprus oh, oh, good nice. old kevin broxgarn or bainbury england here we go overcrowded too much chlorine <laughs> chlorinated 25 meter pool 50 meter open water air pool which never opens road full of potholes aggressive drivers crap weathers um, not particularly honest. Nice. Okay. Is that it? You don't want to do another one? Because there's quite a few more. Bloody hell. If you want to know where to train, go here. 
Kat Wahlberg said Rotorua. I'm not going to Rotorua. It's smelly. Um, it is hot. It is hot. Chris Rathbone, Taupo NZ. Good, quiet roads. Beautiful, clean lake. Um, post-training swims in summer. Open water swim races. Tons of running trails from town. Strong tri-community. Home of Ironman New Zealand. Okay, I'm going to finish off with Rebecca Smith because I don't think I've ever read an email from her. Barcelona is pretty good. Barcelona. Yes. Barcelona. I'm just cleaning that spray off my face now. <laughs> great. <laughs> great weather for training. Racing each weekend if you want to. Plenty of places to train. The city has great facilities left over from the, no, the Olympics in 2092. Plus trail running in the park surrounding the city. On the negative side, traffic is pretty bad, so get up early for those rides. And if you believe the recent drugs bust, doping amongst age groupers is not unheard of. Mm-hmm. I, didn't hear, I didn't hear about that. I was always drug stories. Apparently in uh, Andorra, they're busting a whole bunch of people. Belinda was reading and telling me about the other day. What so. age groupers? Oh, just general uh. bunch of people. Bike up to Andorra, get your, get your do- dosage or uh, get it all online and get it shipped to you. And away are you, you curious? Go. I know drugs are wrong, John. I know. Yeah. I know. I know, don't do it. Drugs bad. But are you are you curious to see the effects? Like, would you like to just, you know, for a three-month period, just try them just to see, you know, the difference it makes? No, no. not. Are you? Oh, I think that part of me would be interested in it. Mm. Not not as a competitive, mm. just, like, it obviously works, and there's oh, obviously yeah, yeah. massive effects. And I know, in a way, it's, it's cheating. But, you know, like, I can understand, let's say you're someone who's not competing, you just want to see... The step up mm-hmm. I, I, I think there's a lot of danger associated with it but I can see why that would be appealing to people I don't think I would ever do it because yeah. I don't care that much about the result it's always been about mind growth for me but you know I would love to know how much mental um, gains you get from doing it as well because obviously you get the <clears throat> the esteem that comes with it no in, in terms of now you know you're on drugs you'll go right I, I know I should be quite a bit better now because I'm on drugs yep um, and yeah, I think that would be but a I wonder, significant I, I, step up as well. Actually, someone who's done drugs. <laughs> just <laughs> no, seriously, because I'm sure someone who's listening to the show has done drugs. Right. Let's be honest. You know, we've got thousands and thousands of listeners, John. Hundred thousand. Yes. Million. Yes. And more than the world population. That's how we've got. And I'm sure someone that's done drugs. If you're willing to do an interview, we'll keep you anonymous. Mm-hmm. And if you're willing to do an interview, because I'm, I'm really fascinated. I'd like, I'd love to get someone like Nina Craft on and have a really mm-hmm. honest interview with her. And we approached her, but she wasn't keen. Which sucks, but um, but I'd love to know what happens mm-hmm. physically and mentally when you're in that place. Because if you're physically in that place, obviously we know there's going to be results. But it's like when you're riding with the wind. Mm-hmm. When you're riding with the wind behind you, you take all the credit, don't you? Mm-hmm. You know, suddenly you're a legend. Oh, yes, you don't yes. necessarily go. The wind's making me feel like a legend. Or, I don't know. That's my experience. Of it. I tend to take most of the credit for yep. the riding when the wind's behind me. Then when the wind's in front of me, Millie, I take the downfall of that as well. Mm-hmm. So if I'm riding to a head, when you start to you know, kind of beat yourself up instead of going, well, the conditions are in these place, I should lower my expectations. I wonder that when you're in a drug place, do you start to disproportionately take the credit for the gains you're getting? Oh, yeah, I think... It's, it's, I just marvel at the cyclists who... They convince themselves that they're not cheating. Yeah. You know, when they, they, they deny and deny and deny, and it seems like they actually believe it when they're denying it. That's bizarre. I don't quite well, I'm sure in their world they're going, you know, I'm taking a little bit of drugs, but really it's only giving me the extra 2%. And everybody's doing it. Yeah, and everyone's doing it, but it's only giving me 2%. You know, really it's me who's doing all the work. Mm. You know, it's, we, we do justify our own crimes, mm. don't we? Mm. And so it's, um, I just, you know, I, I like, again, it's not something I'd ever do, but it is something I'm interested to talk to someone who has done. A, the moral dilemma around the moment when you're taking it. Mm. You know, because I think all of us deep down, if you're going to take drugs, you know 
there's some loss of self in that moment. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in the psychology around that. And also just, what, like I had a mate at the gym who did it. Um, he was a, a New Zealand bodybuilding champ and mm-hmm. he did it. And he was saying, like, he went from pressing, I don't know, it was a significant, like, it was like 20 to 30% increase mm-hmm. in strength, like, overnight. Mm-hmm. This was back in the 80s. But, yeah, yeah. like, imagine that. Imagine going from lifting 100 kg to 130 overnight. I've been looking at seven seven fifty one for my man time of shit. <laughs> um, so if you've done drugs and you want to come on the show and you want to be anonymous, yes. you'd be keen, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be a great yeah. interview. Now this week's topic. Now I don't like speculation, I John. I don't like speculation. Speculation. We're like not a film. gossip show, John. We're not a gossip show. So this is um, hypothetical. 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 Someone, someone. We're not naming names. Someone has put it out there. That so, the Ironman slots, lottery slots are not going to be going on next year. Yes. So, Which is a big move if it's true. Let's just say, don't, if, if it happened, would you be happy about it or would you, would you not be happy about it? So if they slammed the lottery thing and just basically distributed those slots to, to Ironman races, so you know, you've got to qualify for your slot. Maybe you like the look maybe, of it? Maybe, let's speculate a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. They're looking at the fact they're putting so many races on. Oh, got it. They've got to put Ironman New Zealand. How many slots do go to lottery? It's about 200, 150 or 200. Yeah. It used to be 150 plus 50 international, I think. Yep. So basically 200. So let's just say 200 slots are going to disappear completely and it's going to be distributed to other races. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? This is a good discussion, John, because I want to talk about it now. No. You you <laughs> oh, I've got to give... I've got to give. Uh, I've got, sorry, I've got to give. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> got to give. Has he talked to Belinda? Uh, I don't, I might, <laughs> management style does cause a few issues in some parts of my life at the moment. Um, but uh, <coughs> got to give WTC a bit of love. I don't know if they listen to the show or not. They do, John. But we've. we've I'm sure Monday morning meeting is listening <laughs> to our show. show. But since we announced on the pro membership thing, they didn't yep, have the numbers yep, down there. Right. That has changed. Yep. When, we, when I was doing my P's on one of these, uh, it must have been for that one there. What race was that? It's uh, Korea. Ironman Korea. When I was doing my pre- P's there. You, know, I, you have been whinging that they don't get their pros up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they, they used to have a big list of names down the classification. On that there, it was an Excel spreadsheet and you could just uh, sort the list into your, your division. They made so it easy for you to do, made John. it easy to find their pros. So I'm going to give it WTC a bit of love there. I'm WTC, saying, just listen to us. We're cranking it up. We're cranking Next it up. Next thing, but more prize money for the pros. Yes. And then we'll be happy. <laughs> give them some money. You know you make a profit. I, I was a bit cynical. No, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Should I go there? No. Go on. No. We're, we're, oh. we're, hot Topic's done and dusted. Oh, but That's no, a, this, this isn't thing. about Hot Topic. Okay, fire away then if you want to. Put it out there. I've got to put it out there. This is me being cynical, Bevan. Joe told me I was a little bit too cynical sometimes last on the weekend. Yeah, I don't think so. No, neither. I think I'm no. a positive character. Yeah. WTC do raise a lot of money for charities. Yeah. They, they raise a lot of money. And what they do for charities is phenomenal. Like what they do for Christchurch Earthquake is... But that is sorry, sorry to interrupt you. Where the hell is that money for that Christchurch Earthquake going? They haven't, I've sent them two emails trying to say, well, can you just let us know what you do with that money? Back it up because you're working for Triathlon Club. Well, uh, yeah, and I'm just generally interested to know who's eligible for it so we can tell people down here. Yep. Um, but I've had no response. Which has is anyone down here actually got the money? I could check that out as well, but I don't... Yeah, not, you need to do that before we kind of give them too much of our mm. time. Mm. The thing is... No, maybe I shouldn't go there, John. No, I'm going to. So the thing is, I was, I was reading the article... people. No, no. So they, so they had this piece, you know, with, with the New York. So they raised ten million dollars, and I yeah. can't remember. I was reading the piece. The thing is, really, are they raising the money, or are they just charging you more? You know, like is it? You know, is it that IWTC are doing all the work, or it's more they just charge people more money? To, they're making. It's not that they're taking profit from it, but it's not like they're actually giving up their profit. 
to uh, fund sure. these charities. It's mm-hmm. more they're just taking more from us mm-hmm. and then they're getting the credit for it. Now, mm-hmm. sure, you know what? I don't want to... Like, what they're doing is amazing stuff. So, it's, you mm-hmm. know, like, it's really great that they do this stuff. And I know, you know, like, for I'm in New York, they're saying that normal entry is around 900 US. And if you wanted to, there were slots available for $1,500 US. Yeah. And that extra money will go to the charity. So, it's, yeah. it's going to a good cause. But... Is it that they're getting credit for the really the, the work that your money you're putting into it. Fair point. Are they actually giving up any of their bottom line profit towards charity? Now I, don't know. I know maybe a little bit hard because I think maybe I'm being unfair because they have they do do a lot of great fundraising. Mm. But is it more that they don't do the fundraising? It's just that we do the fundraising and they get a lot of credit for it. Mm. You know, because if you look at all the fundraising they do for the races overseas. You know, like most of the time, it's more guys like Daddy Death, you know, yeah. doing all the work. But in saying that, they give Daddy Death a trip overseas. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I was being a little bit harsh, but I just, I was just thinking that as I was waiting. It was a cynical Bevan. Cynical Bevan. Doesn't come out of sense. It's a fair point. Maybe they could match it. Here's, here's an idea for you. Like if they, if you know, they're going to make an extra five hundred off that from say, yeah, Mister Mister Blogs entering. So right, your f- extra five hundred is going to charity, and we'll match that five hundred. Yeah. There you go. Or, it's, it's or, or idea of the week. Yeah, see, see, like it's like okay, if they're going to have these slots that are more expensive, all the money goes to the charity. It's not mm. just the extra seven hundred bucks you mm. pay. Mm. So they're going okay, and the money that we we're going to—that's that's a, that's a better idea. Yeah, and so because I know they do do things like they gave trip to Daddy Death to go to to Kona, and so mm. you know it be raised like forty thousand bucks. Mm. You know, so it's pretty great. So I don't know, like. A, I'm not saying they aren't doing good work in that front. I think they do great work. I think what mm. they do for charities is amazing. But I do think most of it comes from you guys actually doing the work. And they probably get a lot more credit than... We should Maybe they do put all the money into charity. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. So maybe it's something we could look into a little bit further. Okay, so this week's discussion is should the lottery slots be around? Put some music on, John. That was good, but look at that. 37 minutes. You said it was going to be short. Yes, it's true. Yeah, here we go. Hey, but let's, let's just... I'm going to give them a little bit of credit here. I know we probably shouldn't discuss now. If they do get rid of the lottery slots, yep. that would probably be a loss, for, a financial loss for them, I would imagine. Because they'll probably, they'll, I would imagine they would get more yep. money from everybody putting money into the lottery slots than they would from getting, say, an extra 200. Well, let's entries. be honest. If, if we look at it, I don't see this. If they're going to put them into races, it's not going to increase race entries because yeah. they sell it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah. will be a loss. So, yeah, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. WCC, good. we're giving you a bit of love this week. Good stuff. Good work. Good work. We love you. We like your brother love. That's right. You know, sometimes we get along, we want to hug. Other mm. times mm. we have fights. We do, yes. You know, but not Biffo. No. You know, did you ever fight with your brothers? No, I was a bit younger. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was, I was. Did you be, because the younger one has to fight, don't yeah, they? Yeah, you've got to stand up. And <laughs> Biffo. Yep. I had a sister, we never fought. Okay, here we go. Ah, uh, music. Group of the week and good old Matt Matt mm, no last name unless his last name is Squack Squack it might be no but it won't be or maybe it is it's a great last name <laughs> sorry it's just this is email address we thought we were pretty funny didn't yes. we okay uh, this is actually a couple though although at first it was mainly just for Beth Walsh uh, of I said it wasn't John in Canitas, California. California. But after a little thought, I thought I, they should both be so together with James Walsh and Beth Walsh. First off, Beth in 2010 had her first age group of female split of 314, I believe. It's pretty good, bloody run. Yeah. 314. Yeah. This year, she uh, was an overall age group at the Ocean Side 70.3, then Texas uh, Ironman was a sub 10 hour 
which ain't common for age group women. No, shit, no. Uh, both were Stackfield. She was just outside the top 10 in Ironman, Texas. And both of them worked full-time. James, racing mountain bike and mostly CX. What's CX? Cross-country, probably. Oh, okay. Came into road tries recently. Fourth overall age group at Oceanside. First in age group. And as the couple got their double in uh, Oceanside, which Ironman, which is Kona in Vegas, WC's... Oh, World Championship slots. Then James went on to finish in a 9-11 in his first Ironman in Texas and third overall age grouper. They were both respected in the community and good people. Wow. It's pretty impressive, James. That would be a Nine, super couple. 9-18 in debut and his... Would um, they be what? our fastest age group Ironman couple? Well, that, that, that I know of at the moment, yes. Yeah, because well, it's the first time we've ever mentioned it, but yes. I like this idea. Who are the, the IM Talk community's fastest... Iron Man couple. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got a number of pro couples. You've got the Baylisses. The Grangers. Uh, the Grangers. And then you've got uh, the Wirtles. Yeah. So there's quite a few out there. Um, but in terms of age groupers, these two would, would, uh, would Man, certainly have to be out it there. it must suck if you're a guy who's been in that community that James is in, and you've been trying to do that, you know, sub nine and a half for years. James rocks up. Pulls out a 9-11 his first Ironman. Sounds like he's got a pretty extensive background in, in endurance sports, but still. Yeah, 9-11 ain't to be, to, to, ain't to be uh, scoffed at. And a sub-10 for a chick, you know, that's pretty awesome as well. It is. Very so. nice performance. So, James and Beth Walsh. You are our age, age group of, of the week. week. Do you reckon you and I, you and Belinda versus Joe and I, would take you. Belinda was racing at the weekend. Oh, was she race? Yeah, yeah. She's doing, actually she'd probably be pretty close because what does Joe run? She runs a half marathon. What, about what about five k roughly? Oh, I wouldn't even know. Okay, what's a half marathon? One thirty. Oh, she's a bit quicker. Than seven. Belinda. Yeah, no. Belinda is probably probably about one fifty. So Belinda, yeah. But you're probably a bit sharper than I am right now. Not much. I keep getting bloody injured. It'd be, it'd be pretty close. It'd be a good little race, it'd wouldn't it? It'd be a good little race. Yeah. yeah. If, we, if we, okay, well, here's the plan. If we ever both get to Kona with the couple, mm. you know, if the chicks come along eventually when the kids are gone, you know, mm. because we do this every two years and when we're 85, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll do the race. Mm. The chicks won't like it because Joe doesn't like competing. Mm. Mm. And I know it's Melinda. She, <laughs> she raced the weekend, she did a team with her boss, and she did the two runs. And uh, she didn't enjoy it that much. She, yeah. She's okay with it. Well, Joe likes it, but she's not. Comp- she doesn't want to beat Belinda, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. She'd be too friendly. I'll train Belinda up. <laughs> she's got a bit of an edge there at the moment. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon I'd need. A, I reckon I'd need a minute lead on you. A minute lead on me? Mm. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It depends on distance. Mm. I'm not that quick right now. Mm, yeah. Although I'm good at talking it down. Yeah, come on, smack it. <laughs> yes. Okay, sponsor Extreme Endurance, guys. Now we need. We need some help. Because what's going to happen is Extreme Endurance are taking it to the world, aren't they, John? They are. They're taking it to the world, John. And when they take it to the world, that, the world's a big place. It is. It's pretty big. And shipping costs make the world it hurts, it hurts, John, it hurts. And they want they need people to help them get around the world. And they're saying that we want to be in Australia and New Zealand. Yep. And so they need somebody who's a sales rep, basically, or markets other products, mm-hmm. who has the product line or imports and stuff who has a network that's already established within Australia and New Zealand. And they're wondering, can anyone help? Yeah. So if you're keen, info at xendurance.com. So um, the, the thing is, the reason why they're doing this is because the demand is there because uh, because of us, Bevan. Well, that's true, because it's, we've made their business. So if you are anywhere in the world that doesn't have currently have a distributor, yes, you can still certainly order 
through Extreme Endurance and you use the, the promo code and that gives you a discount which more or less pays for, for the shipping so it doesn't end up being uh, expensive for the shipping but they want to um, create it so it's good yeah, for, good also for get in bike shops and yeah. you know in local areas so if you actually know someone who's a sales rep or has a you know imports products from overseas and brands that are really popular and stuff like that it already has networks basically isn't it mm. um, and you know you think that they could be interested in getting extreme endurance involved in their product line well you can email sandy at info at xendurance.com and then that way they can get them to your local bike shops that's right and if you uh, want to get any yourself just use the code imtalk and you get a nice little discount off there and stop the burn I've, st- I've re- I actually restarted back on extreme endurance this morning because I haven't really been training very much um, but I'm back it's on it you're training John that's going okay actually well up and down, but I mean, uh, not too bad. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. Let's end the show topic. Because I went for a run, I keep getting injured. I did an intense run, I've, I've been building slowly. Lose the intensity, don't do any intensity. For how long? Just don't do it. Just, just aerobic training. How do you get faster? Well, you, yeah, but for, for, until you can run consistently for a long period, just run steady. All steady. Uh, no no fast. Call John. That's just important. Go read some Arthur books. Okay, well, I was. I, I trained for about a month. Yeah, building, yeah. building, you know, just tempo. Give, give it three or four months. Oh, three or really? four months of steady running. My race is in about ten weeks. You don't need any hard training for that race. Okay, no hard training. Okay, I was going to applaud. Yeah, applaud, and I win it. Fine. You do aerobic okay. training, do your high intensity stuff on the bike at the gym. Okay. Sweet. Okay, game on, tempo on. We're going to do a quick high five, just because I want it to be a traditional show. Okay. And then we're doing a coach's corner. One, two, three, four, high five! You joined me. I did. I think it's the first time ever. Wow. <laughs> Well, Richard Marlowe, he's saying there's not, there's not much to talk about in the high five world right now, but he's just saying, for those of you living in the UK, mm-hmm. overcoming your disappointment of not getting Olympic tickets. Oh, right. Nice, because obviously they, they sold pretty quickly. The, very, the triathlon sold up very quickly. Really? Yeah, yeah. But there wouldn't be many bad, places. No, it's basically in the grandstand, I would imagine, just in the finishing shoot. So. Yeah, and the rest of it would be free to watch. Yeah, yeah. So we're probably talking, I don't know, maybe a thousand or something like that I'm, I'm picking. So, but yeah, still, you should be able to see some great action without purchasing a ticket. We have got quite a few UK listeners. So, for you UK listeners, yeah. this is for you. Number one, use your money that you would have spent on tickets by buying an awesome widescreen TV. Nice. Number two, console yourself with the fact Boris Johnson's family don't get any through their ballot either. Boris Johnson's the mayor of London. I was going to say, I didn't even know who he was. Uh, number three, it's a learning experience for those of you who still don't understand that life's not fair. Mm. <laughs> life's not going to be fair for a few people today. I'm sure um, Court Lane or something like that will probably open up and that's sure yeah, going to sell true. out in minutes. Yeah. For those who live around London, you'll be left with some great sports facilities to use afterwards. Yes, that's, that is true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That is pretty cool. Number five, you can still attend the warm-up events. Mm-hmm. Number six, you can still watch some events for free. Triathlon, cycling, time trial, cycling, road race, marathon, race, walking, etc. Yeah, they're pretty cool events. Oh, you can watch a lot without paying for tickets. And, and like, and if they do, like, when I went and watched the um, Commonwealth Games in Melbourne, well, this would be six, seven years ago now, but, um, and they had the road race, and the road race was great because it had laps. And they always do lots of laps. Yeah, so it was really cool. Mm. So you, you're always in it, they've got big screens, mm. every, like, they, they don't stint on, mm. you know, making a good spectacle to watch, so that was pretty cool. Lastly, number seven, there's still tickets left for the football is it football at the Olympics? Football at the Olympics is a joke. But do they get... Is it like no, an under-20s under tournament? under 23 tournament. I mean, what a... It's just stupidity. John, that's stupidity. Yeah, I could make a rant of the week about how stupid that is. <laughs> it really annoys me. How can you have age group stuff at the Olympics? It's just... Yeah, it's true, mental. isn't it? It's yeah. mental. What about volleyball, John? So Volleyball's right. It's good. It's good spectator sport. I played volleyball spike, for years. Spike, spike! I love yeah, no, volleyball. volleyball would be good. Yeah, volleyball. 
and those girls don't wear much. Basketball, I mean, basketball is great at the Olympics because it's. Um, I mean, I don't like team sports Olympics, but basketball, they get they reckon the rock stars turn out for that. It's all good. Okay, John, of all the team sports, what's the best one at the Olympics? Depends where you. Uh, to be honest, I don't watch the team sports, but basketball. The basketball pulls the stars, so yeah. I'd say basketball. Okay. What about you, Bevan? Well, no, I don't like basketball because the Americans just kill. Well, they no, really. They did. I think they did, but they don't. They certainly don't kill it anymore. Uh, Argentina's pretty good, aren't they? Mm. Spain. Spain. Uh, me. Uh, I like. No, I do. Like, I don't mind team sports. I think the Olympics can get overwhelmed with too many sports, but I do like. You know, the fact that you do watch some sports you never watch, like like, like indoor volleyball. You know, mm. like that's actually quite exciting. So you know, it's, it's, if you have the time to sit down and watch a long game, it can be pretty cool. Uh, so Richard Lowrider Marlow, thank you for sending that through. Nice. Okay, I'm gonna put some music on for Coach's Corner. Coaches Corner. Is this Coach. your first ever? I think it is, isn't it? It could be. Yeah, I don't think we've done a Coaches Corner before. The bar's been set pretty low. You don't have to do, <laughs> don't have to do a lot to get over the bar that I said. I think I'm sticking on there. I think I'm staying on par. Of course. <laughs> because I actually, in my mind, I thought, well, when I do a Coaches Corner based on weights training, I'll do a really, really good, you know, put yeah. a lot of time into it mm. and, and really deliver. And I just totally forgot because I went away for the weekend and then I didn't put on my to-do list. That's where I stuffed up. Because yes. normally lists, mm. lists work, John. Yeah, and, and you're a big advocate of lists, aren't you? Yeah, I do. Yes. I actually read a really interesting book on lists saying how um, they did this research where um, they got doctors to just make sure they had a list when they did operations. Mm. And it made mistakes go down by like about 40%. And even these doctors who are really professionals all disagreed. They, they were like, no, I know what I'm doing. Mm. But by having lists, mm. they actually they made a lot less mistakes. So list team, if you're not doing them, do them. Mm. Okay, um, so so we got an email through from, who was it from, John? You actually put it in here, didn't you? Jed Botel. No? No, no uh, I didn't put it in there. Oh, we got an email through from someone. Just put it in there. Bevan, strength training. Well, we got an email through from I someone. I put it in the right place. I put it under high five. No, no, I changed it because oh, I wasn't no. going to do it. And I thought, oh, I could probably wing it. Okay. So, okay. So, we got an email through from someone around strength training with um, triathlon. And, and it's a question we get often is, you know, what kind of strength training should I do? Mm-hmm. And when, you know, when can I fit it in, in my lifestyle? You know, that we all understand that we should have some strength work in our training. So, Bevan, when should we be doing strength training? Well, I think the first thing we're going to look at is we're going to look, I've written notes. I'm going to interview this, you this yeah, time. Okay. So, the first thing we want to think about is what is the purpose of you doing strength training? Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to triathlon, we've, always, we've got to understand the first thing is that it's going to be the fourth discipline or even the fifth because flexibility is going to come in there as well. And so, yeah. the, the thing is we're not going to have a huge amount of time to devote. What about the sixth discipline? Well, that's for the bedroom, John. That's, that's interval training, that is. <laughs> we can talk, we, I can do a segment on that if you want. So so the thing is is that often it's the, it's like it's the guilty thing we know we should do but we don't mm-hmm. do. But there is a lot of gain to having strength training in your in your kind of big picture. And so the first thing we need to do is, is first of all, set some, what is the purpose of me doing some strength training? And, and the big one is really injury prevention. Totally agree. You know, the, the big thing that we can do with strength training is we can make sure our body is balanced in a safe way so that when we're training, we can, you know, not get injured. And I know for me, I, I, over the years, I haven't really got injured a lot. You know, I know I get like complaining about little niggles, but I've stuff that's made me stop. And for the amount of intensity and training I've done over the last, you know, 12, 13 years of my life, I've really not got injured a lot. And I really think that comes from the fact that 
early on in my career, I did a lot of strength work, so I had a good mm-hmm. strength base. And then I've always maintained strength work, you know, throughout the week, as, as you know, through teaching, pump classes, and, and my own kind of weights work in the gym. So the, the, the first thing is, the main purpose of it is really about injury prevention. Mm-hmm. Then it's about strength for body in your sport. And then we want to think about specificity. That's a great word. That's, that's a tough Everybody word. Everybody loves yeah. using it. And what can we do for triathlon in regards to what we're doing? So the first thing I want to talk about is injury prevention. And, and I'm not going to tell, tell you the exercises to do today because, you know, we are all different. And to say, like, in researching my two minutes research, I checked online and Mark Allen had, you know, the 12 exercises that are key for triathletes. And know yeah. the, the basic kind of, you know, yeah. any kind of program. Yeah, It's actually, that's not the answer. What we need to do, and I highly recommend anyone who's an athlete, is to spend a little bit of money, and you'll, you'll need a good personal trainer, but you actually the first thing you need to do is to see someone who can do a muscle imbalance test. Totally. So the first thing you want to do is, at the beginning of your season, before you even start training, before you kind of set out your plan for your periodization and all this kind of stuff, is just to sit down with a health professional, a physio, or a good PT, and go through a muscle imbalance test. The reason that is important is that most injuries come from a weakness in a certain area. So you're often shin problems will be like a, a weak glute or mm-hmm. you know ITB will be tight quads or stuff like that. And so most injuries come from a weakness in one area. And what we do is we just go out and start training and we may be training our way that's going to increase the weakness in the area and strengthen other areas, which mm-hmm. creates imbalance. Most injuries, unless it's the freakish things where you fall off your bike mm-hmm. and stuff like that, just come from overuse in you know imbalances in your yeah. body so if the first thing you need to do when it comes to your strength training is to get a muscle imbalance test done what they do is they just basically they sit you down they'll just basically create tension in different areas of your body and they'll try to you know, assess which areas so they might say okay your left glute is a lot weaker than your right glute mm-hmm. that will cause problems you know lower in your lower limbs and such and so on so the first thing to do is to get a muscle imbalance test done then from there you want your, your person who's going to have done that test to communicate with your fitness professional so with your personal trainer um, you know, ideally a personal trainer yeah. who would then design a program based on that need. Yep. So, you know, let's say you've got a weak glute, they might get you to do a lot of, you know, squats or, you know, glute work or it's going to actually strengthen up that side of your muscle. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, design it so that you're not de strengthening the other area. So it's creating that whole balance in the whole body. What that's going to do then is it's going to make you a lot safer than when you go into your endurance training. So that's, for me, one that's one of the key things we're going to really think about with your strength training is, have, do I have imbalances? Have I got that tested? Are my professionals communicating between each other so then my PT can design me a program that is going to make me strong in this area? Timing-wise... Well, I, I think that's really important to do that mm. early in the season because oh. as, you, as you increase the load, those problems are going to come up more and more. And so, are oh, you going to say? Or end of the se- like once you've, when you've been even saying early the season, it like could be the probably end of the last more season. like the start of your your off season or some at some stage in your off season. Um, rather, like if you're, if it's June now and you're doing an August Ironman, it's probably not the best time to look at doing this I would say yeah so so the first point is just to get that imbalance test done and then to you know work towards a fitness professional now I'm not going to tell you what exercises to do because obviously we all have different imbalances mm. and and you know some people won't have problems you know some people will have they say with Carl Lewis one of the reasons he had a great career was because he was just so aligned mm-hmm. and so if you look at Carl Lewis's running technique it was almost perfect mm. and he didn't really have many times off through major injury and you know like and I remember when I was doing my study they showed examples of this one athlete who was just so out of line and she was always you know just stuffed up through injury and so you know just 
get that done first. Then we've got to think about, well, how does weights come into our big scheme of our whole season? And I think the first thing we want to do is try to find a good strength base. So, you know, we often get emails through the winter seasons, you know, I've now got winter off, what should I do? And John often will come back and say, well, what's your weakness? Spend some time developing time on that. So um, you might look at it and you might go, okay, well, I'm a good runner, I'm a good swimmer, I might spend some more time on the bike. Mm. I think in that time of the year as well, in the early season, is when you do have a bit more time to get some real good strength base in. Mm. So if you are going to spend more time in the gym doing, you know, two or three hours training a week, that's when you'd really want to get that in. And that's where you're really just trying to find a good strength base, mm. you know, good solid strength work where you're actually developing good growth for your muscles that's going to lay a nice foundation for you to to work from when the intensity and duration increases in your program. So I think if you're going to periodize your year, you know, you're going to come out of the season, you know, let's say we're in New Zealand around kind of now, yeah. you know, it's kind of wrapped up now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. probably more May, June. And then you're probably going to have through to August, you're going to have those three months where colder, you know, training's just a little bit harder and you're not so focused. And I, th- I think that's a really good time to get into the gym, get a good PT who has an understanding of it, of, your movements needs. Mm-hmm. So we're thinking that the strength work is con- conditioning the overall body, but at the same time, the strength work is being a bit more specific to triathlon. So you're looking at, you know, a lot of back work, a lot of core work, you know, your running muscles and all that kind of stuff, shoulders and flexibility and all that kind of stuff through, you know, your shoulder girdle and stuff for swimming. So in that early stage, it's just about getting that strength work in so you have that foundation. And what you need to accept is that when you're doing these sorts of things, it is going to compromise other areas of your training. So your swimming may well go downhill. You, uh, if you're maybe just doing a running phase, maybe a running phase with strength work, your cycling's going to go downhill a little bit, and you just got to accept that that's going to happen, and you'll pick it up later. And hopefully, the, it's you know it's all a balancing act. And hopefully, by doing the strength work, you maybe come back stronger in those disciplines later. But you can't do four disciplines no. full on. So and, and strength work does bring an element of pain, mm. you know, and fatigue to the muscles that, you know, with DOMS and stuff like that. So, um, you know, with, with that strength work, if you're going to do big, you know, really hard strength work, mm. you're going to be fatigued the next day. You're going to feel sore over the next couple of days. And so that will be detrimental to things like running. So, mm. but I think what you've got to do is you've got to, you've really, that's where working with a coach is really important is that you can go, okay, well, here's my season. What's the best thing that gets me to, you know, if the the end result is a sub nine Ironman, mm-hmm. okay, and I'm, I'm I'm in May and I'm doing my March race in March, okay. So, what are the building blocks that are going to give me the most successful race and the end result? And you kind of work back from there. So you might go, you know, with John, he'll go, okay, we're going to get speed working at this time, we're going to yep. endurance working at this time, and really, if we're going to lay a good foundation, that strength work at that time in the season is one is actually the best use of your time. Mm-hmm. It's not that you're going to neglect those other areas of triathlon, but it's just that. It's it's a it's a good time to allow strength to take a bit more prominence in your training. So you get your get your A race date and work backwards. Yeah, it's always yeah. the way to do it. Yeah, and then from there, so then you've you've spent maybe a good couple of months in the gym with a good PT who's specific, who knows your sport, mm-hmm. you know, who knows the kind of strength work that a, a runner, a swimmer, bike runner, you kind of needs. And you're really just trying to build a real solid foundation at the same time working those imbalances, so that we're mm-hmm. really looking at avoiding injuries in the long term. <laughs> Then we're going to look into once you get into your season. Now, once mm-hmm. you get into your season, things change, and there's no way you're going to be able to get three hours, unless you're a non-working athlete. But for yep. a working athlete, it's just unrealistic to think that you'd be able to get three hours of weights training, you know, yep. good hardcore weights training. And so we've re- really got to look at two things. A, 
the time that you can commit and be where you can train. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to go to a gym, it, it's a really at least probably a two-hour kind of mm-hmm. exercise. You know, you've got to get to the gym, which is you know could be up to 20 or 30 minutes. You've got to get changed. Your session's going to take around an hour, and you've got to get home. So you're looking at two hours loss in a day. For us, when we're doing you know three to four hours training a day, swim, bike, run, it's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. So we've now got to look at, okay, well, when can I get fit training in? And what can I do that's the most effective use of my time? So now we're not going to be worrying about getting that big strength work in. We're going to go, okay, well, do you know what? If I can get three 20-minute sessions in a week, mm-hmm. that's really great. So it's just about getting enough. To, it's more about maintenance and just focus on specific areas right now. So now we're actually narrowing it down. So the maintenance is about, again, injury prevention and making sure that you know, you're keeping that balance in the whole body. And then... You know what's the most effective use of my time? You know where do I need most strength or mo- the most strength conditioning for my triathlon? And a lot of that will be a lot of core work and stuff like that. And that's the key thing. I think <clears throat> people often think strength they have to go to the gym, they have to be lifting weights, mm. and it's just not the case. You know you can do some really effective body weight issues. Like the, the, the issue is that um, you don't. It's it's harder to have the discipline when you're not at the gym. You, know, yeah. you don't do it by yourself, but. What I often get guys to do is an in-season session um, is to run to the gym um, or run to somewhere they're going to do their exercises. So say 25-minute run to the gym, 20 minutes and maybe 15 minutes of exercises, another 10 minutes of running, then maybe another 10 minutes of exercises, run home, so maybe an hour and a half yeah. session, still getting some good strength work in there, but you're also getting a, 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 you know, some steady running in as well. And I think that's the thing is you've got to look at your lifestyle and you've got to think, okay, well, how can I fit – shorter sessions in and maybe it's something you know you're saying it's hard to do it from home if you go for a run with a mate you know have some weights gear at home it's pretty cheap to get some dumbbells yes. and stuff and at the end of the run you both just come in and create like a mini circuit mm. based on you know it, the movements aren't that complicated sure you can do some compound movements so it can make it more time efficient uh, compound movements are where you're moving more than one muscle group at one time so you can be doing you know a step lunge and shoulder press kind of mm-hmm. movement um so you can can include those movements in so it's more time effective but, you know, just really try to look at the ways that you can include it in just in taut, short time frames. Mm-hmm. And, and things like little mini circuits are really effective ways of doing it, you know, mm-hmm. getting them in. And again, getting someone to design the circuit based on your needs, based on your body is really important. So at those times, that's where our focus totally changed. So if we go pre-season, it's just about conditioning and, and balance and strength. We've got a strong foundation. And then from there forward, it's really about just those shorter sessions and when you can fit them in. And then and then I think you've also got to work with your triathlon coach to figure out the days that are going to work best for you. Yep. Coming up closer to the race, you know, you, you're going to inc- decrease the, the intensity of those workouts because mm-hmm. you really don't want that fatigue. It's more about lower conditioning. So you might go for higher reps mm-hmm. um, and a bit more endurance type strength work. And then from there, you know, hopefully you've got a nice solid foundation that you can train on all season, which... You know, the, the biggest bummer for any athlete is injury. Mm. And I think the main cause of for, for you guys who are working athletes is injury prevention. Mm-hmm. Sure, for people like Gordo and, and for the people who have got time with the pros, they get a lot more value of the strength. You know, you can get a lot stronger through cycling and stuff. And they will, they will carry that strength program through in-season in racing as well because they've got the time. You know, they're not restricted to right weekends is my big sessions and yep. I've got to get everything else in during the week they're able to spread their load and what a lot of um, athletes do and how I sort of work with my top end athletes is we work more on a 10 day cycle rather than a 7 day cycle because yep. it doesn't matter what day of the week it is yeah. you can 
fit everything. But you mean for your kind of non-working athletes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So ten day cycles are good, but it's just not realistic for working age groupers. Yeah, like if you're if you're if you're a non-working person, you can keep your strength up, and and then you can get really specific into okay, well, how can I use the strength work in the gym to make my cycling faster? But I think for most of us listening to the show, that's you know. You get in those twenty-minute sessions, and are going to be mm. a struggle. So, really, the key is that we just want to avoid injuries. Yep. And there will be some strength gains in, in your swim, bike, run. But you also got to remember that you are getting strength work when you're out on the hills, mm. when you're doing your hill reps or your, your repeats and your runs and stuff like that. So, you do get strength work through the specific training you're doing in the sport as well. So, I suppose if I'm going to wrap it up, my key points are. Get a muscle and balance test done. Those are your take-home messages. Take-home messages, John. <laughs> My take-homes. Um, get get the imbalance test done. Get good professionals around you to design programs that are specific to the sport. Lay a nice, strong strength foundation in the earlier period of your season. And then fit in some work that's... that's realistic that you're going to get done in the rest of the season so yeah there you go. that's my my kind of wing it wrap up so that's a, a solid length duration of uh coach's corner there we've already cracked the hour mark guys love your work okay okay let's do uh we sort of wait put some music on do you do strength work uh i do more body weight work yeah so core conditioning and uh plyometrics and stuff like that yep. rather than going to gym i'm, yep. not, a gym, I'm not a gym person I know you want to come to my class, Sean. I know deep down. One day you. I'm going to have to do it. A deer is going to have to happen. Yeah, that would be a deer because I'd love to see you do body attack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you'd surprise me, John. No. Right, here we go. <laughs> Website of the week. Okay, this is uh, sent through from Jed Botel, and he's saying uh, Strava is the best online training log for cycling that I have used. It syncs with Garmin devices and lets you do things like break rides into segments, which is useful for things like climbs. It also allows you to compare performances on specific segments over time. You can also compare your performances on segments whether they were created by you with others. That's pretty cool. I've got a power meter, but for those who don't, it will estimate power based on the terrain you covered. Well, that's pretty interesting, isn't it? So I don't know how, I haven't, um, I had a look at the website, but I, I've got my um, Garmin, Garmin Edge that I've been using. Um, haven't really downloaded it. Garmin have got some software, uh, Garmin Connect. I don't know how this compares to that, but if you're, uh, if you're into all this sort of stuff, it would be really good. Now, the other thing, as you said, you can compare yourself to others, and you can also... I've got like a leaderboard and stuff on particular climbs. So if you scroll oh, down, that's pretty cool. Scroll, scroll down. down. Is there a part? To, just just click on. Uh, here we go. Yep. Scroll down. Join the King of the Mountain Challenge. Yeah. Go um, climbs. Climbs. Okay. I did this the other day, and I surprised myself with who I found on here. Oh really? So, so you can uh, you can basically try to find climbs. So we're going for New Zealand. And we're going to go for France. France. And so I just went France. Where, where am I? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, obviously you pick your own country, and then I thought I'm going to pick the Midi Pyrenees because we, we've been to the Pyrenees, Bevan. We, yep. we know those Ridden climbs climb. around there. And I was thinking, wonder what climbs are going to come up here. And I thought Bagnares de, de Luchon. That's very close to where we stayed in the Pyrenees. Okay, good. Um, so I thought I'll click on that one there, and we'll go the which one did I choose? Try, try Super Bagnares. Um, I think I'm not sure if it was that one or the other one. Is it Cold Portland or Super Bagnares? And it basically tells you all about the climb. It'll say the average grade is 6.8%. And maybe go back. And it basically gives you all the details, how far it goes up. Um, yep. And oh, I need to click on the go, go and Col de Portillon. This was a 7.8% gradient. 
goes up 600, uh, lowest elevation is 688, highest is 609, and then uh, it basically has the people who have done this climb listed and listed it up on the site. And who's on the leaderboard? Who's number one on the leaderboard? Ian Wright. From Pyrenees Moldy Sports. Oh, nice, Ian Wright. Average speed of 13Ks up that climb with a heart rate of 162 and power output of 308. Uh, to be honest, not many people have jumped on board with this yet, but I think it is one of those things that could be really cool, couldn't it? I think that, I mean, it's in France. I think if we went to a climb in the States, one of the well-known ones, I think we'd see heaps more. This is just a you know a small climb in the Pyrenees, but I think if we went to Alpe d'Huez or something, it might be a different story. So the whole idea is... Have you got know, the Port Hills? Uh, I can't remember. You can uh, have, have a look on Christchurch, you know okay. why I talk. So yep. just a good place. If you're, if you're into comparing climbs, checking out climbs in different areas, it basically will give you all the info. Um, and I guess for people that maybe don't have power meters or altimeters on their um, their bikes if they want to see what sort of elevation climbs there are in their area which is you know say Bevan for example exactly what he's going to do here um, Christchurch do I go here uh, or you can go oops oh, sorry Kashmir go Kashmir Kashmir Dice Pass Road north side yeah you can do that How many category three so a third category climb Joanna Kizanowski there you go. She's a, she's a really amazing cyclist. She's in the New Zealand team, been to the Olympics and stuff, and she's got on there average 14.3k client, 14.3 k's an hour, 14.57. Power water is shabby. 214. It's not too shabby. Is that all? Oh, that's only to the uh, the side of the Taki, not all the way to the top, by the look of it. Wow. This is cool, man. So if you want to check John, it out. John, you need to get on there and win all the Kevin champions. We do. You, you need okay. to. Cash me. What else? What else? What's the other one on the other side of the hill? Uh, go, no, go Kashmir because you didn't click on that before. I go Kashmir. This is great podcasting, I have to say. Yes. Dice past city side, Hackthorn Road side. Hackthorn Road. See, this climb that Bevan's going to have this to This has got to be my climb. I might be able to race it, John. There you go. You should. Oh, here we go. Jane Kizanowski's on there again. She's only second this time. Good old Matthew Dombrowski. Short base lap, 25 metres. Nice. And this is up to the Kiwi now. This is up to the Kiwi. 25 minutes to the Kiwi. Righty ho. Is that fast? Nothing special. I don't think it would have been dropping uh, the hammer. Uh, John. Yeah. I want your name up here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's mucking around. I don't think. I think. I think you Do you think you could pop that? Uh, I think it takes me thirty. F- no, that's not very. I, I, I don't think that's that quick. Yeah. No, because I ride to Governor's Bay. This is great podcast. So oh yeah, we're on. I fire. ride to Governor's Bay, just past Governor's Bay, and back from my place is an hour. Oh, so John, but you're a legend. Well, no, you I'm know? not. No, I'm not. You are. It's not their fault you're a legend. Mm. Okay, we've, I've got another thing called a tour. Check it out. It's a really cool website. I'll put a link to that on www.imtalk.me. Sponsor, John. Coffees of Hawaii. Go. Email through from Mark. Oh, this Thank is beautiful. You. Just sort of pop your line and say, thanks for the shows. Invested in some budgie smugglers and coffee from Coffees of Hawaii recently, and the service is fantastic. Please give a shout-out to Colleen Johnson, who makes... Opening an email, uh, opening the email account a little special. As a little background, there were problems um, with orders and deliveries to the UK, but Colleen was come up trumps and therefore indirectly fifty dollars is being sent to you, your Kona fund, nice. and more orders are being made to Coffees of Hawaii. So that's one thing that we like with Coffees of Hawaii Extreme Endurance and uh, customer service is the customer service. So you know they're both obviously US based companies, but shipping worldwide, and it seems to be we continually get this is that if there's issues they they, they try to sort them out as quickly as they possibly can. So mm. companies you can trust, if you want to get your copies of Y codes, go to imtalk.me, click on our logo, and it's got all the Well, the other thing there. I want to say is because Albert gets all the credit. Mm. And hey, Albert, you know, you deserve it. I'm not picking on you today. I think you're an amazing <laughs> man. Fifth fastest marathon in the world. Yeah. 
but you know, like it is nice to know that you know, like you know, it's that whole it's the whole business is great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And Colleen, you know, Colleen Johnson, we love you. I don't mm-hmm. even know you. But I think we may have met her in Kona. I'm not sure if Colleen was the one we met in Kona. Or not. Oh, Colleen! Maybe. <laughs> Just wink. <here. laughs> don't know. Colleen, well, if it was the one, she was lovely, that lady we met in Kona. Yes. She was lovely. Yes. She was very friendly and very helpful. Yes. Because we need help sometimes, don't we? And if you need help with Coffees of Hawaii, Colleen's going to help you out. Colleen Johnson, you rock. You're our helper of the week. Helper of the week. Here we go. One, two, three, helper of the week. One, two, three, helper of the week. And then Albert, now you don't need to give her a pay rise because <laughs> we've given her... Albert needs to go sub three hours now in an, in an Ironman triathlon run because... Uh, oh, you think that's realistic? Well, that, that's my time, so he's got to go and beat that up. I mean, who you went who, three who, hours. Yeah, but in a few seconds, what, what, so he's what? got to go sub three. Oh, like, so I this is the only way you can top him now. <laughs> to, three hours. Like, to take it who cares about fresh marathons? We're triathletes. We care about <laughs> running off the bike. So, Albert, sub three hours is your target. Sub three hours. Then I'll, then I'll dust off my trainers and take you on again. Really? When, when do you think you'll do another Ironman? Yeah, I'll be a few years away. Um, okay. I'll wait till Albert's sort of about fifty-ish, and then I'll uh, then I'll take him on. Yep, nice, nice. Maybe maybe forty. Maybe I should do. I mean, I'm at forty. How are you now? Thirty-five. Five years from now, mm. I'll probably have to do another one, one day. Bevan's decided oh, to start worry. texting. Just, yeah, don't worry. You keep talking. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're, not, we're, not, we're not. We're not. Too long. Too long. Uh, so sponsors are coffeeswide.com. Um, Albert, Colleen, you rock. Um Join the club. And extreme endurance. Um, make some money by being a bloody yeah, make distributor. Make some money, man. Make some money. I'm going to pause because I've got to be two seconds. Okay. And pause in right now. Um, sponsors. I've always done it. Okay, here we go. Um, yes. Yes. I'm the great been, been pretender. Great. Did you like Queen? Yeah, right. They're pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty did good. anyone listen to the show? I'm sure some people in the UK see them live. Like, you've seen some of those big concerts they did like Wembley and stuff yeah, 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 they'd be like Radio Gaga Radio Gaga yeah, yeah. No, if you could go to any concert ever in any time in history who would you go to see? Uh, you know me better than my music <laughs> I'm not a good person I mean I went to U2 it doesn't get much bigger than that was U2 good? U2 was good when did you go to U2? oh Lancaster Park probably about Lancaster Park yeah probably about sixth form I guess so oh. probably nearly 20 years ago was it the Zoo Repertoire? Wow. Was it, what was the other one they did? They did Red on Hum. They came here and Red on Hum as well. It was Zeropa. Definitely Zeropa. Now we're too small for them. Mm. Not too big. Okay, John, what's your goss? What's my goss? Camp starting on Thursday. Oh, you got your camp? Mm. Oh, pick it up. Tell me about it. So, we've got a few. Let's see. I'm going to check out the long range forecast, John. Long range forecast. Oh, no, it's fine on Thursday. It's, it's looking a, good, it's John. It's improvement. It's, it's supposed to be really crap weather here tomorrow, and then we, it sounds like it's just going to just blow through on Thursday. When it says we might get rain on Thursday, but how many out of towners you got? Uh, three or four. Th- Hancock's coming three. down. Mountain snails coming. A couple of guys from Auckland. Um, Names: Scott Richdale oh, and oh, Scott Moreau. What's what's the first name? Moreau. Um, Phil. Phil Moreau. And any other out of towners? No, I think uh, Gary Burgess. Oh, nice. A couple of girls. The big G, that's what I call G. them. Yeah. So there's ten of us. John, John Ellis, Dave Dwan, Nadine, nice. Nadine Voice, Kylie, Kylie. How are you going to work it? Because you've got a mix of abilities two, here. Two groups. Two groups. Two groups. First group. John Ellis off. is doing it. Yeah. He's yeah. making a comeback, is he? Making a comeback. So go Jumbo. First group heads off, and then the second group will head off a little bit after. We're going to go slightly longer way out of town, and go through Sefton. Uh, how do you determine who's in who? Which group? Choice. Because some egos are going to go, ah, oh, I could be in the choice. first group. 
And then they're going to go, oh, I should No, said. the front group's going to be the slower group first. Oh. So I'll go first, uh, and the fast group will go second, so we may ca- we'll catch them up at some stage, maybe. So it's all going to be good. Look, really looking forward to that. Bit of distance training. My God, do I need it. Really? Yes. So you're going to suffer this weekend? Admittedly, uh, no, you're no. still the best guy there, but aren't you? Yeah, but not by a lot. The guys in, in Auckland, for coming out from Auckland, they're like Kona qualifiers, 9, so 9.30. Oh, okay. So and you know, say, say you look at me, say, and when I'm in good shape, nine hours, but where I get that 30 minutes is basically on the swim and the run versus those guys. Not yeah. Bikes. So, no, I could get my, um, could be dealt to a bit, I think, a couple of times, but I'm going to uh, I'm gonna put up a good fight. Nice. Oh, so there is a fight. Yeah. Is there points? Warfare. Um, I'll, I'll, oh yeah, man! I'll, I'll create the competition to, to, to work for my work to my favour. Right, top of this hill, go! Thousand dollar bonus. John comes home with a thousand dollars. It'll be uh, bonus. I tell you what, the bonus swim sets when we swim uh, in in Hamna. We, oh, he's swimming outdoors. Yeah, nice. Apparently, the new pool's pretty cool. It's awesome. Really? Mm. They've got twenty five meter salt. Yeah, but much nicer. So it's all good. Uh. Anything so else? Other than that, what about last weekend? Last weekend, our first race of JD Duathlons. Thank you very much for some of the listeners who are helping. Um, Thank you very much, Ian Wood, Brett Whiteley, uh, on, Bruce, good Bruce, Bruce Wilson, uh, Dave Dwan. Bruce, oh, these are good guys. Yep. So really, really pleasing turnout for us. Uh, we had massive record numbers. Like it was about a hundred. 40 odd or so race which isn't, isn't a big race but compared we've never even uh, broke, got close to breaking 100 before so it's awesome and uh, just a good feel about it just can, can I tease mm-hmm. can I tease with a future idea but not tell them anything about it yeah far, far away like, we've, got, we've got something exciting oh, coming yes, up right and about yes. next six weeks yep very exciting team so exciting especially if you like listening to things on your podcast on your iPod. oh you're giving more than I was going to give <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was just going to put the feeler out there. You, okay. You've come out. I thought, oh, I can't say anything. You'll go mad at me. No. Oh, and you say, no. Like you, <laughs> no. Gotta... Oh, well. Ben, uh, what's happening in your world? Uh, what's happening in my world, John? Well, house John, is confirmed. Everything's confirmed. Yeah, it was a little bit scary, but because yeah. what happened was. What happened? Well, we were a little bit worried because what happened was we bought this place, and admittedly, when we bought it, we, we, we couldn't we got to a point where we couldn't go any higher we didn't really want to go any higher and so we said no we dug our heels and they came back and said okay so we, we, we you know we don't really want to come down to that price what we're going to do is we're going to go to the people who bought the next house off because they wanted to buy this next house That's did why you tell this last week or not maybe but I'm going to, okay. it goes yep, on yep. further sorry yep. just let me tell my story it's okay, okay. <laughs> I know you told it to me I just wasn't sure if you told the audience well maybe I had probably not Okay. Probably not, yeah. So what happened was, so they then went to the next person mm. and they said, okay, can you come down and price a little bit so we can meet these other people? So And it all worked out. It was all good. But when we did it, they put something in the contract saying, okay, well, um, we need to wait like 20 hours before we can confirm because we need to go ahead and ask these other people. Because mm. normally an auction, on the day it's done. Mm. But in this situation, it was slightly different. But in the way they wrote the clause, it kind of sounded as though they could get out no matter what. Mm. And normally in contracts for property, you know, it's very much you try to do it so that the buyer can get out, but the seller is mm. pretty much committed. Mm. But there was a bit of a fear because what happened was they went to their next place and because of the earthquakes in Christchurch right now, insurance is really hard. Mm. And the next place they were buying, because what's happening is, let's say I buy John's house off him, mm. I just take over his insurance policy as mm. just because of the earthquake. Normally you get your own, but in this situation mm. in Christchurch. But in this situation, the house they bought was used as a rental. Right. And so because it was a rental property, they weren't able to get insurance on it because it mm. wasn't taking over the same type of policy and they're not writing new policies. Mm. So the house they bought, they couldn't get insurance on. Mm. So we were worried they were going to come back because of the stupid clause we put in because mm. of the day of the auction. Mm. They were going to come back and say, well, no, we're mm. going to move out. We're going to keep the house. Mm. So there was a little bit of stress last week. And 
a little bit nerve-wracking, John. Mm. And but it worked out okay in the end. It's good. So again, insurance or I don't know what they're doing to be honest. Mm. I can't really. I can't say on the show what they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they obviously worked something out. And so, um, so Friday we confirmed. Nice. And then uh, so John. Yeah. Well, I'm just working it out. Just, sorry, silence. Silence isn't good for the show. One, one. Or next week, three more shows in the studio. And now I've got a new dilemma as well because we're going to move into the new studios mm-hmm. and I'm thinking we may go laptop. Right. Because we got an email from someone about the, the gear. Did a reply back or not? Yeah, and I'll put you in a CC on it. You do see... I know, I did CC <laughs> you on not see, you I, CC'd I me on You CC'd me on your reply but I was going to say if you had a reply back again. Oh, no. Okay, that's no, okay. Yes, I did CC you on, yes. yeah, yeah. So, um, so <laughs> we, we maybe get... So one of our listeners and I'll give them some love when I get an email back from them because I haven't got it up in front of me right now have offered to give us some new mics and stuff which is really awesome and so I, all we'll need then is to buy a mixer which is pretty great. So... I'm thinking what we might do because the the place has an office. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty small office, and we can record in the office. Yeah. The place has got a view, but John. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's and, and, and we'll have two mics then because mm-hmm. admittedly we do it very budget. We've got one mic sitting between us, yep. and, and you've seen pictures of the studio. It isn't mm. high class. No. But now, John, we could go for a room, and if we've got mics in a big room, but they're right close to our face. Yeah. Then we can we can do a, a show off a view, John. We can make it happen. We could always sit on the couches. We don't want to be too casual. It's a serious business to start. No, because what we'll do is you'll bring your laptop. Yeah. Oh, and my laptop. We'll have each other's show notes in front of each other. Okay. A mic in front of us. This could be not just the next level. We could be going two steps ahead. So I'm very excited, John. Bevan, it's one rule you always... One more fight club? Expectations. Keep everybody's expectations oh, okay. nice Actually, and low. Yeah, it's, it's poor. Exceed. I think the, the, the quality's got to go down. Yes. 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 So, so other than that, so that was pretty exciting. Um... Party up large at Winter Festival? No, not really. We we had more relaxing weekend. They had the undie run. Mm. The undie run was a joke mm. because it was, it was more of an undie swim. What's uh, what's wrong with that? Well, because you know, like I've, I I didn't enter the undie run because I've just got juveniles. more standards, yes, more high standards than that, those plebs. <laughs> but so they so so everyone turns up for the undie run. And, you, and they say 500 meter run, and it looked like there's a few obstacles. But what they did is they they basically ran into the water, swam, I don't know, 25 metres, and then just ran back out. So it was probably 50 metres altogether. Yeah. And admittedly, it would have been cold, but it was, it was the swimmers who won it, John, not right. runners. And I was a little bit upset about that. Right. You got the, the Otago Swim Club togs and their caps on. They're taking the John Newsom School of yeah. Race Directing. <laughs> Stack the cards in your favour. But the other thing that was slightly disappointing, it's not that I want to look at boys in undies, but one guy wore shorts. You can't do an undie run in shorts, John. John, are you committing to doing the undie run this year? I'm not. <laughs> you wussed out. I'm not wussing out. I'm just, I'm not, ex- think, I'm not excited about it. I think we have way. to do it. Last um, year, we talked a big talk, and then both of us wussed out in the morning, and then the juice and right, it. here's the deal. Here's the deal. You need to go onto that website that does, um, does, our, does some clothing for us, the, that does logos and things like that on. Oh, do you mean um, um, Cafe Press? Cafe Press. If you can get us a pair of I Am Talk undies to wear... Then I'll do it with you. White undies? Yep, with our logo across the back. Okay. Do it, do it, don't do it across the back. Front as well. Front, front and back. We do that. We're going to have to it. pay for the, for the undies, but Listeners can donate some money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had the microphone fall over. Then <laughs> <laughs> we got so excited, he kicked oh. the microphone over. Won't be happening in a new studio, as John, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, then. Well, there you go. So if we get some undies. Well, how about we do this? Even better, John. 
even better. You think it through. Thank it through. You guys send through some undies that you design and we'll wear them. Email I'll, my, I'll email my address. Yeah. Email me my address. You you design the undies. You send them through to us, mm. and we have to wear them. They gotta be screen printed. I've gotta have. I've gotta have the iron. Talk. No, John. I've gotta have iron talk. No, no. I've got would to... you do a G string? Sorry, a G string. No, I would not do a G string. But what about I'm commitment? Drawing my line somewhere. Come there, on. There's no purport. Have you got a hairy bum? Yes, I have. No, it needs some coverage at the back. I don't have very bump. Yes. So be, wow. Come on, John. You guys design the undies. You send them through to us, and we'll wear them. That's, that's a commitment I'm willing Even to make. Even wear them. I'm not wearing a G-string. No. Okay. Doesn't have to be a G-string. You can design them however you want, mm. and we'll wear them because they can be one of our challenges, John. Yes. Okay. We've got transition challenge. The problem with that undie run, it's not a race. Is it? It's just a run. Oh, you always have to win, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Always, it's always not about winning. Jeebus, Belinda just wanted to have a race this weekend. It's not about winning, John. I'm in the show. Throwing the point, throwing the pen. I'm down. throwing the pen. I'm throwing the yeah, mic. I'm sick of this crap. Hard twenty-four. Hard twenty-four. We're waffling. In the show, John. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kick, Kick a. A.